Hello, you're watching Talking Europe. Getting the European Green Deal finished is one of the EU Commission's top priorities in the last months of this legislative term. At stake is a major transformation of Europe's economies and societies, which could see the continent become climate neutral by 2050. We hear a lot about energy strategy, but we don't often talk about another core element of the Green Deal, which is oceans and fisheries. My guest today is the European Commissioner in charge of environment, oceans and fisheries, Virginius Sinkiewicz. He's held this job since 2019. And before that, he was Minister of Economy and Innovation in the government of Lithuania and a member of the Lithuanian Parliament. Commissioner, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you for having me. Let's start with uh, the contamination of uh, Europe's seas. Uh, the European Environment Agency keeps highlighting this as a persistent problem and actually if we look at the latest map it's particularly red around the North Sea but the Baltic doesn't look very good, bits of the Black Sea don't look very good. Uh, wh why do you think this has been such a persistent problem? Well, you know, all the pollution that is in our seas uh, in different, uh, different, different ways and different forms, it all comes from, from the shore. Uh, and that's different uh, activities, industrial, uh, that's untreated um, urban wastewater, not treated properly, that's also of course partly agricultural too. Most importantly that all that pollution gets exacerbated uh, by uh, additional pressures such a climate change, we see the temperature raise. If you look at the Baltic, for example, you have many uh, dead zones, but even more you have uh, places where actually it's, it's blooming so much that uh, the rest uh, of, uh, of, of the possible inhabitants of that, of that sea is, 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 is dead or have zero chances of surviving. So you yeah. have to address the, the chemical pollution and the, the waste that is coming yeah. from, from the shore. And what, what, uh, what's being done on, on both of those fronts right now? So zero pollution is one of our key policies in, in the Green Deal. It may be not the obvious one when we talk about, um, about the pollution from uh, the chemicals, uh, Fertilizer uh, pollution. We have taken a, a concrete steps uh, under our uh, under our strategy, uh, farm to fork. Secondly, uh, of course, what's extremely important is to ensure that we deal with uh, with our waste. Uh, waste, not only as, for example, packaging plastic, the one that we vivid a lot, not so much on our beaches, but uh, islands in the middle of, of, of the ocean, but also waste uh, coming from, um, uh, from, from our, our, our water, uh, which is being used and, and then not properly, properly treated. And therefore, we are now in the final stages of a uh, directive on urban wastewater. Uh, you mentioned plastics, and there is a new EU regulation since October. Uh, you've said that uh, recycling is not enough. So you mean including recycling plastics? That's not going to solve this problem of all this stuff ending up in the in the seas. In the seas, in our oceans, mm. and in our bodies. Mm. Uh, so, you know. Member states, uh, business, they, they did a significant effort uh, to increase the recycling capacities. And, you know, I absolutely praise that effort. However, we cannot be naive that we can recycle our way out of the, uh, the, the plastic crisis that we are facing. Because the plastic uh, pollution 
uh, especially which comes from the, the, the packaging, is significantly increasing. So you had an increase of recycling, but then the increase of, of, of plastic pollution was even more significant, and you basically have this growing gap, which both goes kind of up, but the gap is, is also growing. Have you seen a lot of pushback and lobbying from uh, the uh, industries that are behind single-use uh, packaging? Um, yes, not only, uh, but but single use. So single use one of was one of the steps. So so one of those still possible steps besides recycling and recycling will still have plenty of opportunities in the future. We really don't want to to hinder the the, the, the recycling. On contrary, we want to innovate and advance with it. But we need to look at, at other possibilities too. So single use, the ban on single use is one of the options. But then of course we had a sometimes I think absurd discussions and, and uh, I think civil society was very active on that. You know, uh, when you have a certain coating of a plastic forks uh, or, or a spoons and saying that, you know, this coating does not make it a, a, a single use or so on. But I'm happy that we have advanced and, and we have now 10 products that are under the single use plastic directive uh, is, 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 is actually banned. But we want to go further. We want to get rid of uh, unnecessary packaging. So when you stay in the hotel, I still find it absolutely uh, unnecessary to have you know those small uh, bottles uh, uh, packed uh, you know for shampoo and shower gel which can be done in the refillable but, but even the the small uh, plastic the, the the paper cups sorry <laughs> Freudian slip yes. uh, the 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 paper cups that we see everywhere uh, th people just throw them away this goes back to what you said about we can't just recycle our way out of uh, out of this problem because it's a question of changing people's habits they yes. think I'll throw this away everything's going to be fine because it's going to be recycled later but the reality is there is some plastic in a lot of those exactly. paper cups exactly so plasticized plasticized paper as as one is also addressed in 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 our new directive and it's very much within within the horeca uh, business so housing and uh, uh, and and restaurants where we do want to see change for a more uh, reusable we do of course have exemptions we do understand that you know different cafes they they operate uh, differently but still where there are opportunities we would like to see much uh, much more uh, reuse and we have uh, completed our impact assessment which shows that it significantly can actually cut on uh, co2 emissions too i want to ask you about uh the global picture on biodiversity in seas and oceans because that's also part of your uh, remit. It's, it's ocean governance and I'm wondering what is the EU doing uh, in terms of instruments at a global level? I, I assume it's working with the UN, with the COP parties. So, you know, in, 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 in COP28 we have had an uh, Oceans Day it shows that you know it's also at the core of uh, climate talks uh, because uh, I think you know stakeholders they do realize that despite that we cut emissions to zero, if our oceans are not able to uh, absorb uh, CO2, if they're not able to 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 to, to mitigate uh, and uh, regulate uh, temperature, we still bust it. So of course we need a, a, a healthy healthy oceans. It, it's been a significant year um, because we've managed after 20 years of negotiations finalize uh, the agreement on the high seas treaty, so called the BBNJ agreement. Now we are advancing and pushing uh, pushing hard to uh, to for 60 countries to ratify so that agreement goes into place, and that gives us a real tool to actually have 
a rules-based system uh, on uh, the oceans beyond the uh, national jurisdictions or beyond the EEZ, those economic zones where... Exclusions. Exactly. Where everyone sort of cares, where everyone does a good care of those, but then what's going on uh, beyond, nobody nobody cared much, and that's the vast majority of, of, of the ocean, and that's the vast majority of, of the ecosystem. I'd like to bring things back to Europe for a moment, because one big issue here, especially for those of us who live in cities, is air pollution, and there's an estimate now that 97% of all of us live in cities are breathing in things that we shouldn't be breathing. We're above the level of what the World Health Organization recommends. Um, what can the EU do on this? So we are, uh, you know, we're going to have uh, um, our final, hopefully, hopefully trilogue. It's between the Council, Member States, uh, Parliament and Commission on uh, the Air Quality Directive, where we actually trying to bring uh, the air quality standards closer to WHO uh, recommendation. And we, we find it as, as, as absolutely viable and possible to achieve uh, for for our major cities where the problems are the biggest and for the member states. Yes, you have couple areas in EU where due to geographical conditions, mm. the pollution will stays there and you know for them to reach it would be difficult but that doesn't mean that we shall uh, you know stop ourselves from the progress especially when we lose you know uh, um, 200,000 uh, EU citizens due to premature death to uh, due to diseases uh, that that actually um, are caused by uh, the poor air quality mm -hmm. so you know the the biggest issue is still um, the particulate matter which is, of course, the, the uh, fine particles. Sorry, yes. absolutely, yeah. yes. So, which is, uh, which is the the, 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 the the issue that we face mainly in in the larger cities, and that's of course uh, a, a cause of of uh, the, the cause of it is is a transport. Uh, we still have uh, quite high uh, industrial uh, uh, pollution of of air, so those industrial mm -hmm. areas, and of course um, coal. Coal regions, they are facing uh, uh, such issues because of uh, their poor energy mix and those, uh, those citizens are under the biggest pressures. Uh, are you disappointed, though, that some EU capitals say that there should be simply a perspective for alignment with the WHO targets? That's a kind of not as ambitious, I guess, as what you would have, uh, what you would have wanted. You know, I mean, I honestly don't believe in voluntary targets. Uh, I don't believe that they can they can be reached. And if we would be negotiating something that you know is is less of of value, maybe I could have accepted these arguments. But when we are basically negotiating about the health of our citizens, about the number of Europeans that we lose every year, uh, we it's a big loss for our economy because of 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 the days that they cannot uh, work. So it puts enormous pressure on our healthcare budget. It puts enormous pressure on our social budget, and all those issues they cannot be uh, ignored. And I truly hope that member states will be able to establish these links because the changes uh, that we offer that the member states need to introduce, they are much cheaper. They will make citizens feel, uh, feel, 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 feel better than uh, in action. We'll have to end it there. Thank you so much for being my guest. That was Commissioner Virginius Sinkiavicius, who is in charge of the environment, fisheries and oceans here at the European Commission. Thank you for following us and do stay with us here on France 24.